Welcome to Post Acute Care Saves the World. If you're a home health, hospice, or in home care provider, this podcast is for you. Tune in, get inspired, and together we can serve more seniors across the globe. So, are you ready to save the world? What are the three biggest mistakes that your marketer may be making? So I'm going to share with you three biggest mistakes your marketer may be making and how you can help them not make them anymore. So the first thing that I want to share with you is the biggest mistake I see marketers make is lack of follow-up. It's true. We know based on our own data collection that most referrals happen after the fifth to eighth visit in person, face-to-face, talking to the referral source. The problem is, is that when we look at other people's data, what we see is that most reps quit around visit three. Okay, well, what can we do about that? When we query the reps on why they stopped, they say, what am I going to tell her about? I already shared with our brochure. I already gave her our business cards. I gave her the handouts that we had. I don't know what else to do. Why would she want to see me again? And that's where we come in. We saw this too. We saw this with our own reps that we manage and coach. And the thing that we did was empower them with a weekly sales message. We call this our roadmap to referrals program. Some of you have already seen it. What we know to be true is that when you empower your sales reps with a weekly message, it's educational. You will expand the depth and the breadth of the knowledge base of your referral sources, and they will refer to you more. When you highlight a specific patient type, you're going to get more of that patient type. So be cognizant and and presence those high value patient or client types so that you get more of them. The second mistake I see often is not standing out. I know that you and I both agree that competition is fierce. And people are losing market share every day because there's more and more competitors taking bites of your pie. So I would ask you, how is your marketer standing out? It's not the referral source's job to remember you. It's your job to be remembered and be remembered in a positive way. So I'm going to go old school on you because I just had this happen to me this week. Look at all these cute thank you cards. I recently did a workshop for an agency. Shout out to my friends in Kansas City at Sacred um, Home Health and Hospice. And look at all these great thank you cards they wrote to me saying thank you for doing this workshop and giving them cool ideas on how they're going to grow their business. Right? Super old school. But when was the last time you got a letter in the mail saying thank you for doing your job? It's been a long time for me too. So when it happens, you take notice and you say, what a great crew that is. And I know for a fact, their uh, sales manager, Marilyn, 
requires them to do this on every first referral and every first meeting. So knowing that that is her methodology, it isn't surprising that she wrote, her team wrote me one too, but look at how positively that impacted me. Am I gonna remember them? Absolutely. So something as simple as a handwritten thank you note. Maybe it's articles, you know, an article about something that's important to them or maybe their industry. And personal branding, don't forget about personal branding. You know, I had a rep who always wore a bow tie um, and really stood out in the crowd. When I was a rep, I tended to wear scarves. Um, that was my personal branding on physicality. Now you see me wearing necklaces that are often interesting because when I go to um, doctor's offices or windows, you know, they can kind of only see you from the waist up. So I have to catch their attention pretty quickly because they don't know me. So how can you create a personal brand that's going to make a difference and have you stand out? And number three, consistency. So that, you know, we're a top of mind service. I mean, no one, no one wakes up and goes, you know what, someday I'm going to need home health. I better research it. No, they only research it when they actually need it. So consistency is the key because you don't know when they're going to do the referral and you want to be at top of mind when they're ready to make that referral, when the need arises. Now, if you're struggling with any of these areas, this is how we can help you. Roadmap to Referrals gives you a weekly sales education message to your referral sources. It really targets as high value patient types or client types so that you can get that referral. Personal branding, we talk about this all the time. How can you stand out and differentiate in a crowd? And finally, consistency. You need to be top of mind and Roadmap to Referrals helps you with that along with our coaching programs. If any of these sound interesting to you, please email mike at homecaresales.com. Jump on the calendar and tour around our programs. We have a lot that we can offer you and help you grow your business. Thanks so much for joining me today and keep serving seniors. Giving referral credit to multiple reps that are involved in bringing in a referral. So we get this question asked all the time. I got this referral and the reps are in the background arguing over who should get the credit. And there's nothing more frustrating as an owner or as the sales management manager to have to figure all of this out every single time referrals are coming in. So my best advice is number one, decide how you're going to do it. How, if you follow the same repeatable process over and over again, and you say, these are the rules that we have in place to give out referral credit, you can stop all of that nonsense, all of the bickering that can happen. I call it the pissing and moaning. I hate it. And the only way that you can stop it is if you've got a really clearly defined expectation on how the referrals are going to be accredited. So let's talk about some examples of that. So one rule that I've heard is first touch, meaning Let's say that you had a patient who was admitted to the hospital. Um, and let's say that the hospital account is owned by the account executive named Cheryl. The patient's referral is then made by the hospital. Um, but now that patient ends up, instead of going home, where we could have then jumped in as a home health provider, instead, the patient ends up getting, getting sent to a rehab center. 
Now, the rehab center keeps that patient for two weeks, and then the discharge planner makes that referral, and the referral credit still comes back to the first touch, meaning that the account executive that touched it first was that hospital, and now Cheryl is still going to get that referral because we are following the first touch rule. Now, I will share with you that is not my favorite, but I know that it works for many of you, and it's a personal opinion about the method that we enjoy using. I personally like to do the last touch rule. So if you think about it this way, let's say that in that same example, the patient's doctor actually referred the patient for home health services. And so the start of care is scheduled and Melanie was the rep from that patient's physician. Now, before the start of care could happen, we get the referral today, the patient tonight ends up in the hospital. Now the patient's admitted to the hospital and at the hospital, the hospital account belongs to Cheryl. So in that first touch rule, that would go back to Melanie because that doctor that's signing the 485 belongs to Melanie and that's the primary care doc. But I think in really actuality, the discharge planner is really the one that's touching it last. And so the influence of her, she is going to really be the one to determine who gets that referral. And if your agency has a relationship with that discharge planner, then you will win the referral. Um, so I prefer last touch. Same thing, if you think about it, if you go to the social worker at a rehab center, you may use, you know, you might've find out from the hospital, oh, I got this referral. Now the patient ends up going to a rehab center. If that rep is not calling on that rehab center, maybe it's outside their territory. Uh, maybe there's another rep that's assigned that account they really should pass that referral over to the rep that's assigned the rehab center to follow up with. And they should then be the one to go and visit the discharge planner, collect some of the initial referral information to make their work, their life easier, and then um, make sure that that patient's seen and get it pushed over the finish line so the patient can be admitted for services. So my advice to you is that as soon as you start to have salespeople, you've got to figure out what is your incentive plan, number one? And the second thing is, how is referral credit going to be assigned? And I would just go back through, like sit down together, look at the last term referrals that you got, follow the pathway of those patients and make sure that each and every one of them is really clearly defined and use either that first touch rule or that last touch rule. The third most common one that I see is split referrals meaning that if that patient got referred from the hospital system and there's a rep involved with the hospital system, and then the patient also moved to the um, rehab center and there's a different rep involved at the rehab center, that they would split the credit 50-50. I think that could be a little cumbersome, but at the same time, you've got to do what speaks to you as well as what speaks to the rep and make sure that it's really clearly easily defined and so that you have nobody's feelings getting hurt and everybody knows how to handle these situations as they come up. I don't know how to get into the hospital. It's not my fault they don't want to work with us anymore. I've been seeing every doctor on my route and they simply are not referring. I give up. Let's face it, hearing excuses from reps, even when they're valid, is a drag. You, like most owners we meet, need to be able to trust your marketers and liaisons to bring in referrals without feeling like you need to solve all their issues. 
The biggest problem is that most reps are approaching the referral sources without a strategy or, unfortunately, with a failed or weak strategy based on tactics that simply don't work anymore. There is good news though. You don't have to continue using failed tactics. With the Roadmap to Referrals, you'll be able to give your team a weekly strategy covering all 52 weeks of the year. They will gain tools to know how to talk about diagnosis, even if they're not clinical. A monthly video training that will give them the very words to say to drive referrals. And there's even voicemail and email scripts to ensure you can continue accessing referrals even when you're forced to do so from a distance. You started this business to serve seniors, to let them live happily in their homes. So let us help you do just that. Email Mike at homecaresales.com with the subject line podcast to not only receive a quick start bonus, but also set up a quick consultation where our own Mike Mashuko will show you how the system will remove those excuses and boost that census. Again, email Mike at homecaresales.com with the subject line podcast to unlock your bonus and put your company on the roadmap to referrals. Should I hire a marketer from another agency or train them myself? Well, this might be my most unpopular video. Yikes! Do I hire a marketer from another agency or do I build them? Okay, so I've been doing this for a long time, like 25 years. And here's what I can share with you. It's enticing to take a marketer from another agency and they have all the right words to say, you believe they have the skills that, that they need and you like the idea because they're going to compress time, meaning they're going to get to production faster because they know the referral sources, they know the lingo, they know where to go. And that is true. I would ask you to weigh the, weigh the benefits. So they're also going to be asking for a higher salary, probably a higher comp plan, and you have to identify, is it worth it? So let me, let me, let me let you in on a little secret. In the 35 years, or 35, in the 25 years, like I added 10 there. In the 25 years that I've been doing this, what I know is that everyone who has come to me with a lot of experience and has shared with me, I can bring you X referrals. In reality, when I hired them, put them in the field with a new agency, they've done between 50 and 70% of the referrals that they thought they could bring over. Every marketer believes that they're the reason why these referrals are coming to their old agency. And what I've learned is that you and I both know that some of it has to do with the operations team. So while the marketer is saying to you and putting her or his best foot forward and saying, I can bring you these referrals, what we know is that there's gonna be some losses there. Now it could be okay. You may be okay, totally okay with 50% of what they say and it may be worth it to you. And that's great. I would also submit to you that we will often choose to build someone. Now, of course you're gonna say, Mel, that's easy for you to say because you have all these tools and this experience and you know how to manage them. And, and that's true, right? I would share with you that we know how to build them. We do it every day for many agencies. We help them orient, we help them set expectations, we help them build comp plans, we help uh, onboard them and put them through the High Performance Sales Academy and then coach them each week. So yes, 
we do have the structure to build them. And what I can share with you is the reason I like to build them is because they're reflective of your agency. They have your culture. They start off right at the bat with your processes. They follow them to a T because they don't know any other process. So you're going to hear me say, should I build them or should I buy them? And I'm going to tell you, you should build them. I know. You might say to yourself, well, I don't have everything you have, Mel. And I'm going to say that's okay because we've got your back. If you have somebody that you love, maybe somebody you want to promote within, you think is going to do a really great job. Maybe you have been referred a, a new college grad and you think they got the, you know, the je ne sais quoi of getting out there and working with referral sources. Let us help you. Well, that's what we're here for. So don't let that be the reason that you don't hire somebody. We will be happy to help you interview them, help you orient them, onboard them, and get them into a weekly cadence that's going to deliver you results. We're here for you. That's what we do. So thanks for joining me today. And keep serving seniors. Together, we grow.